Hi, this is Now Showing Podcast number 23. Yep, number 23, and we've got a mix of streaming TV shows and horrors. Yeah. Horrors and, well, horrors yeah, and, horrors. Yeah, and TV shows. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, so let's start with the first one, which is a great movie on Netflix. His, His House. House. Yeah. And um, what I really liked about it was it was something different. Unique. Not, not traditional horror. Yeah. It's more of a kind of ghost war story yeah i mean it has elements of horror in it but what i like yeah exactly as you said what it's like a very unique take on the the ghost story genre i guess you could say um because of you don't really know at the beginning of the film what's really going on and you see flashbacks to the past which kind of links in with the two main i guess you could call them both protagonists of the film um and you know a traditional horror, a, tra- a traditional ghost story is about a haunting, and I don't really think that's what this this is. Um, it's it's not it's it's a kind of a mixture of a, I guess a myth mythological kind of belief from the West Sudan. I guess something that they believe, because she calls the woman a witch, right? Or the, yeah. the entity. A witch. Mm, a witch. And they do eventually see it, but see, I think she when she sees the the when the that his wife sees the ghost or entity, she doesn't seem to have horrific flashbacks like he does. Yeah, which I, I find quite interesting because you kind of expect her to experience it, you know, because she, she, she was mainly the worst person out of both of them. Well, actually what I was thinking was she was closest to, I mean, without spoiling it too much, she was closest to her daughter. Yeah. And I actually think that's what protected her. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think her husband was also, like she was saying, her husband was kind of really turning his back on everything that had happened to them, where she was embracing their past. She she was embracing the events that had, had happened to them, what, whereas he was trying to shut them out. And yeah. I actually think that was the manifestation of that entity was, was feeding off that from him. And that's why everything that he saw was so horrific. Because she, she was using the, the manifestation of that ghost or whatever it is, entity, as a positive thing. Whereas he, all of his experiences were Which negative. Which is negative. Yeah. Yeah, because pretty much he was the one that was pretty much being targeted maliciously. Maliciously, yeah, yeah. exactly. So that led me to kind of believe he did something wrong. Like, like perhaps that's, that's the, his, also his subconscious way of dealing with obviously what what had happened to them but perhaps with his failings as yeah. as a as like the man of the family not being able to protect the people that he's supposed to look after and that's exactly what happened and i think he was blaming himself for all of those events and that was manifesting in this in his psychological response to the entity yeah mm. which, um, which is amazing that's i mean it's such a deep story when you think of it like it that is, it's it's very layered it is and yeah i i think the worst thing is the more that you go through the layers how sad a it story is. it is yeah it really is and and, and it kind of reminded me a little bit like the um the Bly manor stories yeah because there's so many things connecting the, the people to the ghosts yeah and you you really can't you can't see beyond i mean, I mean you have to be able to get the bigger picture you have to let everything in including the the mythological belief of the of the person you know, you have to look beyond just what you what you know about ghosts, and for a moment you just have to believe whatever this person is believing. 
at the time. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's a, it's mm. a really good movie, and I, I loved it. Yeah. How s- simple. It's essentially it just essentially just a cast of really free people. Yeah, and they were amazing. And they were really really Matt good. Smith's, Matt, Matt Smith plays an interesting role. Yeah. Um, but obviously he's only a, he's only a side character. It really focuses on the main two, the, the husband and the wife duo. Yeah. Um, who come to the country from the West? Who come to, to London from the West Sudan? But yeah, if you get a chance to see this movie, please watch it. It's yeah. on Netflix, and you will really enjoy it. Yeah, I believe that a yeah. lot of people are really going to like it. Yeah, I think. It, well, I, I know that it's getting really good reviews. Yeah. Um, I looked on. I was looking on Rotten Tomatoes. It had a hundred percent when I checked Jeez, it. Jeez, that's awesome. A hundred percent fresh critic critic reviews. God. Yeah, and you can always tell, like looking at looking at the different. Um, like Metacritic and, and Rush, uh, Russian Rotten Tomatoes. When I look at the different um, the differences and all the disparity in the in the in the reviews from critics and the audience, you can really tell when a movie's doing well because it means both the critics and the audience are, are seeing the same thing. Yeah, but don't always rely on no, ratings. No, 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 I know. But I mean, it's good as a guide. Like like I have found that a lot of the movies that that where the audience is kind of on the same level as the critics. Those movies are the ones that usually do the, the best, yeah. like this one. Yeah, yeah, that's great. The second movie we watched is Come Play. And yeah, Come Play. It's definitely an homage to, I would say, older kind of horrors. Yep. Well, yeah, well, and more recent ones like Lights Out and Babadook. Yeah, Babadook. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I honestly, as soon as I saw the... Uh, the what is it? A, what is he? Is he a spirit? He, it's, wow. it's actually not unlike like the first film we saw, we talked about his his house because it's kind of it's about a, a manifestation of the fear. kids. Well, a manifestation of not having friends. Not yeah, loneliness. Loneliness. That's it. Loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. He feeds well, off people's that, and loneliness. that's what essentially lights out is like depression. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Larry was awesome. Like he was, he was scary. Really, he was, yeah, he really was. And I mean, I'm not a kid, so you can imagine how scared that kid must yeah. have been. Um, so yeah, so this um, come play is actually quite unique as well because it uses an autistic child as the kind as, of middle. Yeah, as, middle well, man. as the storyteller, really. I mean, his parents are there as support characters. It's really about the boy, and. Um, you know, and, but I mean, it, throughout the movie, obviously they overlap a lot. Like his mother, you know, that his mother has a lot of connection to him. So what she kind of experiences kind of matches what he's seeing at the same time. But then the husband is has a completely different experience because he, like, you can understand like halfway through the film they have that that disagreement where she's saying I'm doing everything and you're really not helping much at all and I think that also has a lot to do with the way that they they um, experience Larry because because for the husband he he only ever experienced Larry at his, at his place of work yeah because that was the only place he was really interacting with his kid yeah. and when and she had all of her experiences of Larry in the house yeah yeah and that's I think that's what what you know they were disagreeing about like he doesn't spend as much time with the boy that he should yeah but like yeah. at that same time she, she was she was the worst she didn't have a job no but she was the worst she she was the person that really put oh yeah yeah i forgot about that yeah, she was the person me. that really put larry in the limelight yeah yeah um and it's it was very fascinating because it is very similar to lights out and it and, it, and also the host as well um but yeah, then again, it's a very deep movie because it does talk about some 
sad things. Mm. Yeah, and, and it brings to light um, just how important it is to connect with your child. Yeah. Especially an autistic child or a child that has any sort of disability. I mean, it must be so difficult as a parent to be able to look after an autistic child. Yeah. It's hard enough looking after a normal child. And I mean, I'm not a parent, but I know a lot of people who have kids. I know. And yeah. 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 But you can tell that she was just getting pissed off all the Don't time. Don't blame her. Don't blame her, though. Oh, well. Yeah. She wanted the kid, so. Yeah, I know. You can have that argument. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah another good horror so, or slash thriller. It's really good. A horror. I think yeah. a lot of people definitely like check it. out Come Play if you get the chance. Yeah, yeah. So the next movie we watched is wow, it's another really good Netflix yep. movie. Not horror. Not horror. Yeah, completely different political drama. Um, I suppose it's classified as. So it's based on real life events. Um, you know, you can just do a Google search and you'll <laughs> you'll get all the information you need. Um, so the trial of the Chicago Seven is basically about a an event that occurred in uh, the during the Vietnam 60s, War, yeah, during the rallying of the, of the Vietnam War. And let's just say some people got targeted by the government, and they were yeah. pretty much yeah. So, so the loudest voices during that time were several um, several different activist groups, and the the Chicago Seven are the main members of those activist groups, primarily the Black Panthers, um, the Yippies. And the SDS, which I can't actually remember, Student, Student Democratic, Democratic Society, I think Society, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it takes those the leaders from those prominent activist groups and pretty much puts them on the limelight, a limelight they didn't really want or yeah, need. Yeah, by a very corrupt government at that time. Yeah, especially the judge. And yeah. Yeah, so the judge, you could, I mean, my my initial reaction to the judge was almost oh pretty much straight out of the bat who was this who is this guy yeah he he knew he was yeah. he was designed to just to destroy them yeah and he much. didn't care yeah and he didn't care about the facts no. and that's the thing you know if you have a judge that's judging you and your actions and you're not a judge that's not even taking into consideration the facts then you're you've got a pretty much you've pretty much got a, a very difficult road ahead yeah because no matter what what you say, regardless of what happened, he's not going to care. He's no. just going to make judge, his judgment. It, it was it was actually quite sad, like how much they would give you know information that would go towards their cause, and he would just kind of spit straight in their face. Yeah, which which like oh god. And then the other attorneys that were there felt so felt so sorry for that one that one lawyer that was like trying to help everybody and, yeah. and helping the Black Panther um, guy. What's his name? Tom Seal so yeah so basically the, 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 the Chicago 7 were originally 8 people um, and the leader of the Black Panther um, get, uh, well, back, the Black Panther activist group he was taken away from the Chicago and tried, eight, separately. And tried separately and that's why it's called the Chicago 7 yeah and then it went down really to five. to 5 yeah so it's really about the main 5 people in, in the yeah in the trial um, so we've got Eddie Redmayne who plays the leader of the SDS and he's incredible in that role and then Sasha Baron Cohen who is outstanding yeah, in this as, as well. Yeah, is like one of the co-leaders of the of Yippies. The and he is phenomenal in yeah. this too. And um, anyone who thought he was just a comedian. You know, I know, but, yeah, but he, can, he can act. And, he and, can. and a lot of, when you, when you think of traditional like, Sorry for going down the rabbit hole. When you think of like comedians, they're actually some of the better actors, especially mm. Robin Williams, perfect yes, example. Exactly. So they can act. 
Um, and he does it really well. Yeah. And it's it's amazing script, but what do you expect? It's Aaron Sorkin. Aaron so. Sorkin, yeah, who is the right was the writer director of the social network. And also I think the newsroom as well. And okay, oh yeah, yeah. and that was phenomenal too. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got a you've got a you know, you've got a really talented writer and director pushing this project. Um, and he delivered the goods more than expected. Really, really good. Yeah. yeah. So I would, I would be very surprised yeah. if this And let's face it, there's a lot of things that are not real and yeah. obviously made for, for to make the for movie the, look. For the movie. So, yeah, so um, this is the thing. Don't go into this thinking it's biopic or a historic take on events because it's not. It's a dramatisation of the events. Um, and you need to, yeah, take that into consideration because mm. a biopic is very different. But it was great. It was yeah. really awesome. Awesome. D- yeah, Please try and make time to watch this. And it's two Netflix movies. And it's on and Netflix, which means it can be seen anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, three great movies, and let's go to something crap. And it's The Call. <laughs> I think it's done by either the writer or the, the director of the original Final Destination. Yeah, I didn't know and that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, if I would known that, I would have given it a one. <laughs> because, just, because, he, because Final Destination is actually good. Yeah, but I was also thinking it could be the last Final Destination. Wasn't oh. that also called the Final yeah, De- Destination? Correct. Yeah, it was like a complete remake, I think. Oh, who knows? Who yeah, cares? the okay, the original <laughs> Final Destination, I have to say, was amazing. But anyway, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. So the call. Yeah. So basically, the premise is it's, it follows a group of kids in the eighties, eighties, nineteen eighty-seven to be exact. And they just bully this woman who's bu- led to believe that yeah, an she, elderly woman. she kidnapped a child and killed her during when she was what when she run of kindergarten essentially yeah, yeah. Um, so a girl the, and the girl that the girl that in question or the child in question that went missing is the sister of one of the girls in this group of teenagers so they've basically made their entire made her entire life a hell by yeah. by um like what, what, what would they do? They like throw stones at the throw windows. Throw stones or smash the windows. Yeah, they were basically terrorising this woman. Throw dead animals inside her house. Yeah. And just, you know, just be just be dicks in general. Yeah, and when you realise that this, the woman is actually not even at fault, that's the hardest part. Yeah, and that's the other thing. That's the thing. Yeah. That kind of was the reveal almost at the end. Yeah, but like, there were just so many... Dumb yeah. things with this movie, like... Yeah, pacing was bad, for starters... The ca- I, I felt that the story was very broken and disjointed. Um, even, the... th- even though you've got two quality actors that, that are basically carrying this film, Lynn Shay yeah. as, the, as the woman, Mrs. Cranston. And the dude that plays Jigsaw. Yeah, he's got an unusual name, Tobin G- something. Tobin like Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Tobin Jigsaw. Yeah. Yeah, you can just imagine him, eh? <laughs> Table for two? Oh, what's the name? Jigsaw. Like yeah, he, he, he's just he's just no. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, but and like the, yeah, these two these two actors are phenomenal. And but you can just tell that they were they're just there for the paycheck. You know? Like that's what it seemed like. It just seems sad, but like um, it I just goes to show that even when you have two credible actors, it doesn't necessarily mean that yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah, sorry, continue. No, yeah, you can tell. Like it's 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 obvious that they were just there for the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, that's what we're yeah, saying. Well, yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Re- yeah, there's really not a lot else to say. We gave it two stars. So. Yeah, and the two stars, it. one for L- L- Lin Shay, one for Tobin Will. And, yep. and the second one for the credits. <laughs> um, no, I thought the premise was good. 
Um, it does have like this almost homage to Nightmare on Elm Street where they kind of go into their past and experience the trauma and horrors of their lives. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. But just the end and just the majority of the story just felt like, I just felt so bored. Yeah. At the end, I was almost blacking out from boredom. I just, no, I just, no, no, no. I, if you have he a chance. He didn't black out, but yeah. If you, get if you have a mean. chance, don't watch it. Like, yeah, honestly, no, don't watch it. He's, don't we're watch saying, it. We're saying watch something better. Watch like something Like the three better. other movies we just three talked about. Three other movies. Yeah. Um, cool, yeah. so it's the next one. Uh, yeah, the other is one is... Homewrecker. Homewrecker and um, pretty is, understatement. Yeah, this was good. Yeah. Um, Another indie, it's pretty much an indie, right? It's pretty I much think indie. I was as well. Oh, God. Yeah, let's, not, let's move on. Yeah. Home, <laughs> Home Wrecker is yeah. one of those movies where you'll be yelling at your TV because you're trying to tell, you know, the, the main, main person not to do what they're doing, yeah. but yet they do it. And, yeah. it's, and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, this mo movie isn't really just, when you think about it on, on, a, on a social level, this movie it's is very fascinating. It is actually, and, and, and the the lead villainess. Yeah, she, Precious Chong. Precious Chong. I just I love, love saying it. I she's love saying her name. Wonderful name, Precious Chong. That's her real name, not her not her. Preciously uh, evil, <laughs> um, but she, man, you know, yeah. like, you know, when you're you're in trouble, yeah, when you talk to someone and they still stare at you even after they finish. They don't look away, like, yeah. and don't blink. Strange. I'm danger. pretty sure I've read somewhere on the internet that if that one way to tell a person that is suffering from psychosis is that they continue to stare at you much even longer though, than, than, than no, even if than you stare back comfortable and they keep staring and they don't blink mm. yeah and she was amazing i know that sounds really weird but that's she, actually what I yeah read. and it was weird because um and she she's exactly like the, that she just stares and stares and it's almost, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's almost like she's trying to figure out what's happening. What? Like, she's trying to understand, like, what the other person is trying to think by staring at her. I don't yeah. know. But it just made me feel really... Uncomfortable. Creeped like, out. Like, sick to my stomach. Yeah. And it was it was awesome because you don't expect much from indie movies. But I think that's what was really good about this because they really put 110% into the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it was a very basic, very basic script. Yeah. Just, you know, it starts off with just these two people who don't know each other and then all of a sudden it escalates to these two people literally... Just brawling on brawling. the floor. And it, there, is a, there is a small comedy, um, comedic element to this film, but it's very small. Yeah. And that's and it actually works really well too for the story because because some of those scenes I'm just like I know it's holy it's it's yeah. just so funny what, what is like, going it's it's, it's it's kind of tongue in cheek like a slapstick kind of kind exactly. comedy like yeah. the Free Stooges but a, like, a dark comedy yeah that's what it is yeah yeah it's it's definitely a dark comedy and that the, they just the characters were so well written and just yeah the script just really worked. And you know, and you actually invest in these characters as well because you really want to know what the hell is actually yeah, going on. Yeah, and that was I think, I think a lot of movies just let down is just this backstory, and they just give just enough to to make you invested. And what was wonderful about it was, towards the end, you start feeling really sorry for 
you know, yeah. the villainess. Yeah, you do. And that's incredible because you don't want to feel sorry for the no. person that's clearly not unhinged. Yeah, you don't you don't go, oh, poor Hannibal Lecter, he's a bad man, he eats people. Yeah. You know he's bad. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, you, you can't okay, that's a really bad life. That's an analogy. Yeah, that's <laughs> a really bad one. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah. Where well, you have sympathy for the, the, the person you're not supposed to have sympathy for. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what's brilliant about this film, and that, yeah. that's exactly why you should see it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sad for for both of them. Incredibly and, good, and it's it's a really awesome conclusion as well. Yeah, um, definitely worth seeing it. Yeah, so lots yeah. of movies, um, and the next thing is TV shows. Now we started watching this TV show, and then we stopped, and yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, we don't know why we stopped. Um, we shouldn't have stopped. Put it that way. And that's the second season of the Alienist. Yeah. So we, we we won't we won't talk about the first season, but the first season was incredible. Yeah. Um, kind of like the first season was kind of focused on one particular killer, who was very much like Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. So if you if you haven't seen the Alienist, check that out first. The second season you can watch them alone, however, and standalone. So you don't really have to watch the first one, the second one, if you've watched the first. Yeah, that's kind of good though. Yeah. Because you, but you want to see the progression the, of the, the character, the character development. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially her, Dakota Fanning's yes. character. Uh, I think she's probably the probably the most important character in yeah. in this entire thing. And you kind of think, when when a show is called The Alienist, you kind of think it's was it Daniel Brühl's character? Yeah, Daniel Brühl's co- is the it's alienist. actually not. Yeah, no, she not. is. She's the lead, yeah. Well, she's definitely the lead character. It's in so season. funny because, like, you're like, oh, cool. She, he's like really smart and stuff. He doesn't really do much in this season. <laughs> well, she pretty he, much does yeah, everything. She leads everything, but I mean, yeah. she does rely on her, his his psychological. Wow, yeah, but she does breakdown. all the heavy lifting. Yeah, it's true. She does everything. She Even though she's gone. like, she's like she's fourteen, like... <laughs> and weighs like thirty pounds. But um. No, she was awesome in this. Yeah, like, Fanning's amazing. And for to you know to, for a strong woman in those times, yeah, it's incredible. Pretty, pretty. Yeah, the, the the writing on the show is amazing. Yeah, and the support cast also amazing. So we've got Daniel Brühl, um, who plays the alienist, uh, and then we have Dakota Fanning's ca- character, who is a female detective, in eighteenth century New York. Yeah, is it eighteen? Yeah, nineteenth yeah, century. Yeah, yeah. and. And the who's what's his name? James. What's his actual name? James, is it? The character. I can't remember. But he's awesome. I don't know. Rich guy. <laughs> rich man. The rich guy. Yeah. Oh, hello. Who is a writer for the for the New York Times. Yeah. Oh, was it New York Times? Yeah, yeah New York Times. Yeah, it's one of those, yeah, those rags. Um yeah. But yeah, it's awesome. Um and the good thing, like, compared to the last season is the season focuses on the other side, the the bad element and it tries mm. to justify, like, well, obviously, her means. Mm. And she was amazing, the lead yeah. actress. And I'm mm. sorry, I don't know her name, but she, the lead actress that plays the villain, the villainess, I should say, in this season, she is an incredible actress. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was really good in it. Honestly, uh, that woman is going to go places. <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, the way that she captured this, this, this character's frailty as well as. This character's horror, like, like just ferociousness. Yeah, ferociousness is yeah. right. She was such a great she character. Was, yeah, it was weird. It was like she was always on a 
precipice. And, yeah, and again, that beautiful blend of do I hate this person? Do I love this oh, just, person? Just feel sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, not love, but you know, yeah. like the love to hate kind yeah. of thing. And that's what I found really interesting about Dakota. Just like Negan. Yeah, well. Yeah, a little bit like Negan. But I, I, felt, I felt a lot worse for her. For her, yeah. Me yeah, too, because yeah, I think when Dakota Fanning realizes mm. there were so many weird similarities between her about suicide the, and yeah the way that they connected them yeah. was amazing i thought mm. and i think because because you don't really know what's happened to dakota fanning's fam, um father but they mention it there yeah, they go oh he had a mistake they call it accident accident which yeah. is really it's another word for suicide yeah but they call it in those days they called it an accident which yeah. was i think the nice way of saying they killed themselves yeah which was weird, and then she, I mean, obviously, when they had that conversation, it, it was it, it was, was heartbreaking. Yeah, listening I mean, to how very similar stories. How broken they both really but are, obviously, but obviously at different ends of the spectrum. Different ends of the yeah. spectrum. Yeah, one's completely unhinged. One's for justice, and one's for pure chaos. But yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't know if there will ever be a second, or sorry, third season. I haven't researched it enough. But we, from but from from my understanding, it hasn't has been, been renewed, renewed and yeah. it hasn't been cancelled. And the way they end it. The second season, it's pretty much ending. Yeah, like a you know, like the a characters, close. Yeah, I would like to see more. Yeah. Um, unlike Mine Hunters, where yeah, we won't talk about that. Won't talk about that. They should never have cancelled it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Nice. So that's um that's our first TV show. Our second show is The Mandalorian. Yeah, the first two episodes are out on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, we hope you've watched them because the first one is. Yeah, this is. And you want to talk about this? Yeah, well... Yeah. What do they I, do? I, well, they come out swinging. They come out swinging like Mike Tyson, like just ferociousness. And go down like... A pretty epic first episode. The second episode, he's just an Uber driver. He is. That's what <laughs> that's he is. Oh, let's, I'm an Uber driver and... Yeah, Din Jaren Din Jaren is, is an Uber driver. Yeah, it's not the Mandalorian, it's Uber. Yeah. The Uber driver. Um, it's Yeah, it's got some... It's got a really good... Uh, horror aspect in the second episode, um, mm. and uh, baby... and you get to see you get to see the the first very close up view of the rebel uh, the rebel pilots fighter pilots yeah and the X wing yeah X wings which and that's is cool. awesome yeah. yeah because I heard that uh, they had the chance because I think those X wings one of the models was actually going to Galaxy's Edge and they oh, used it wow. for that episode with Dave Filoni. Filoni, yeah. yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. Wow, um, and also you get to hear Din Djarin say for the very first time, "May the force be with you," which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was that was. Really you could cool. just tell that he didn't really want to have that conversation. Yeah, oh no, but, you could tell he yeah. was avoiding it at, at, at every turn. But the child, I'm sorry, we have to have words about the child. That child, that little baby Yoda, is a menace. I'm telling you, this the child, honestly, in this episode, you just want to grab the child. And just look at it and ask, why are you doing these things? Yeah, because he, he didn't care. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing That's the thing that really kind of irks me. And that's why I didn't like about it. Like, she was doing everything she can to protect it. And he, he yeah. was just eating her offspring. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, constantly. That's terrible. Yeah. It's like she was like moving to a new world and, yeah, for her... the last of her lineage. And even when they're sitting there, yeah. he's looking at the looking at the eggs yeah. like he wants to eat yeah. even more. And she's got her arms around them. Yeah. Because she knows he's eating the eggs. It's just... Well, it's, yeah. 
terrible. Yeah, it's actually, and that's a lot of weird things I didn't like about it. But but the thing is, you can't hate the child because the child is so cute no matter what, even when he's doing the wrong thing. And the Mandalorian, I mean, Din Djarin told him not to do it twice, and he didn't listen. No, nah, the child doesn't listen. Mm-hmm. What does he say? Don't go, don't go anywhere without me. Or walk around everywhere. What does he do? Walks around everywhere. Yeah. Go walks into a cave. Doesn't care. Yeah, he's just like. No, this is a cave. I don't care. Oh, what's that over there? Something tasty. I think I'll eat it. Yeah. That's and how it all started. Everything went down. Spider army. Yeah. That was scary. And the other annoying thing: Why don't you use the force? We know that you can. Can't you just yeah. help? I know, and that's the other thing as well. I like, at least with that first episode, they come out swinging with a crack oh, dragon, the, the sand people, yeah, honestly, act dogs, or the fake dogs. The first episode is I can't believe. I, I, I honestly, I won't be surprised if it wins awards. Yeah, but just it was done so well. And that's the other thing as well. Like, my problem is, is it better to come out swinging on the first episode, and and then just the rest of the episodes to be average yeah. or come out slowly and then build up yeah i think slowly and build up is better but i will say this one thing the mandalorian won something like 11 awards at the emmys i think and when a show is that good it's even harder for the creators of the show to keep impressing people at that level and i think that's partially why the second episode was so much of a letdown because of that, because you've got this really high standard that you're used to seeing these episodes that are yeah, nonstop wow. action. That first episode, yeah, all was like a movie. That was better than than, than half some, of the ones of the, the season yeah. before. Yeah. And honestly, when you're like exactly as Jeremy said, when you're that strong, you're really hooking your your audience in. Yeah. And then, what happens? <laughs> My, I mean, a lot of Things people what, go yeah. drop. The standard just drops dramatically. The sad thing is. A lot of the big Star Wars fans only use Disney Plus to watch The Mandalorian and Clone Wars. Exactly. And and Rebels, and yeah. that's it. Because that's really all that matters until Kenobi comes out. Yeah, and but, the Cassian Andor but that's, story. But that's, that's my beef. It's yeah. like, looks Net, when Netflix first started, they came out swinging with so many TV shows. Yeah, but now it's Kenobi, erratic at best. Yeah, but it's, like... They're, they're, I know, it's, it's erratic, but at least... Like come out swing with multiple TV shows, and then like what they did with Marvel is like, oh yeah, we're gonna release all these. That should have been from day one. At least with DC, you know, there's only one show, and that's DC Titans. Yeah. That's all. That's the only DC show really worth watching. There's just too many. There's too many. <laughs> there's yeah. just too there's many. There's too many ways. Too many streaming services just thing. migrate to one. And it. yeah, but it will never happen. We no, know oh no. But the thing is, is that we are incredibly thankful for all these streaming services because now we have so many ways of watching things all the way down to New Zealand yeah which we kind of have to say yeah. it gives us a chance to watch movies we probably would never see any other way so very thankful for that and, and that's one good positive thing that's come out of the last six months yes but anyway that's us for another another season uh, another yeah. session so <laughs> we there's a wonderful movie coming out called The Green Knight, and we decided to do a little homage of seeing to uh, the Arthurian. King Arthurian movies. Now, there, there are a few, and mm. there's a few good ones and a few bad ones. Yeah, and, and we'll be watching them all. Yeah. Yeah, so that you can listen to us hate yeah. on them. Hate and, and love. love. Yeah, because some are just, some are amazing. Yeah, there's a huge disparity, but yeah, yeah we'll get to that next, next episode.
Awesome. Great. Thank you very much for listening again. Catch us same place, same time. Yeah. Next episode. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.